Headaches, rashes, respiratory problems, painful coughing. What people are reporting following that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, two weeks ago, straddling the Pennsylvania border. Questions being asked. Few answers coming. Anxiety and distrust running deep against Norfolk Southern after that train derailment. At least one car, the train carrying toxic chemicals, was photographed burning 20 miles before reaching the small town of East Palestine and the derailment. 2,000 people forced to evacuate and while allowed back, people seeing rashes in the mirror as locals gazed down into nearby creeks, noticing dead fish and frogs floating belly up. The smells like burning tires, burning plastic mixed with model airplane glue or nail polish remover lingering in the air. The railroad failed to show at a town hall meeting to answer questions after a controlled toxic burn of remaining cars. Fear still in the air, a reminder for all. Safety only ever found in one place, safety in the Lord. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Friday, we're wrapping up a series called Love by the Book. On our weekday program, we've been talking about love, true love, found in the greatest chapter on love in all the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. We've actually given a listen to snippets of secular love songs with the passing of Burt Bacharach. I brought up Marilyn McCoo of Fifth Dimension fame, who later had a spiritual awakening knowing Jesus, faithfully attending church on the way with her believing husband, Billy Davis Jr. One more person I'd like to add from the secular world of Hollywood. And there's a reason for that with the passing of the woman who was once a heartthrob. Raquel Welch died at age 82 this week. She started her career doing weather on Southern California TV, then moved on to acting in scantily clad costumes. She connected with Hugh Hefner and his Playboy magazine back in the day. And I must admit, as a teenager, I was stricken by this Hollywood star. No matter her past, that's not the rest of the story. She changed. She even spoke out publicly against pornography. And about 10 years ago, she publicly professed faith in Christ as her true love and the love she found. A friend of mine called me a decade back after preaching one Sunday in a Hollywood church to tell me Raquel Welch had gone forward and become a member of that church. Love misdirected, love found in Christ and God's word late in life. After our first song, in a moment, we're going to 1 Corinthians 13 to remind ourselves of the power of Christ's love for his people. Even while we were still sinners, Christ loved us and died on the cross for us. Now that's the love we all need. After that, I want to remind you about a resource that will help you in your study of God's Word. It's called Where to Find It in the Bible. This topical book takes up where other Bible concordances leave off by using common phrases and words that will help you find almost anything in the Bible. From air conditioning to zeal, this A to Z resource, it's about an inch and a half thick, has over 3,700 contemporary topics 
linked to passages from the Old and New Testaments. So whether you're just curious about a subject or you're doing a deep dive into God's Word, this resource will help you find Bible passages quickly and easily. And as a thank you for your support of the ministry, we'd like to send you where to find it in the Bible. Just go to our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you can call us, of course, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And if this program means anything to you, if the Lord is using it in your life, would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? That's somebody who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to see Christ made known where you live and around the world. Ask about it when you call or read about it when you go online. Now let's open with a great classic song by the late Keith Green. Like a foolish dreamer trying to build a highway to the sky, all my hopes would come tumbling down and I never knew just why. Until today, when you pulled away the clouds that hung like curtains on my eyes. Just rolled away the stone that held my heart And now I see that the answer was as easy As just asking you in And I am so sure I could never doubt Your gentle touch again It's like the power of the way Until your love broke through 
One of his greatest hits, I must say, the late Keith Green opening this Haven Today, Your Love Broke Through. I'm Charles Morris on a Haven Today called Love by the Book. Sometimes we need to just step back from our busyness and the chaos of this world. We need to turn our eyes to Jesus once again. Sometimes we need to remember that we are loved, that Christ's love covers us. It's hard to remember. Well, sometimes it's easy to remember, but it's hard to live, isn't it? We live our lives looking over our shoulders. Who's watching us? Who's looking to do me harm or get me in trouble? And we easily can transfer this outlook to our Lord. We think he's just waiting for us to slip up. But that's not true. We are loved. I heard a pastor say recently that our fundamental identity is that we are sinners in need of grace. I understand the sentiment. We don't want to take sin lightly, but I can't disagree more. Our fundamental identity is not sin. Our fundamental identity, the thing that makes us us, is that we are beloved sons and daughters of the Lord whom he has redeemed from the mess we find ourselves in. Sin is our reality but it shouldn't be our identity. The Lord Jesus came to us because he loves us. That's who we are, beloved. And it's hard to live in that reality sometimes, but the apostle Paul understood that. He's the one who said he does what he doesn't want to do, and the things he doesn't want to do, he's unable to do it. He knew what it was like to know something, to believe something, Yet struggle to live life in light of that something. He knew the love of God, yet he struggled. And we do too. But the good news is that the Lord sent Christ Jesus to love us. So that even when we struggle, he welcomes us in and he helps us in our weakness. Sometimes we just need to remember all that Christ has done. Romans 5. That's a perfect chapter to remember how much the Lord loves us. Let me just share the first few verses with you. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And it keeps going in verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, telling us plainly about the love of our Lord in the person, the work, the life, and the death of Christ. 
Now, I know you might be listening right now and you might think this is pointless. I know that depression and anxiety have only increased in the past few years, especially as we've lived through a pandemic, a pervasive and overwhelming anxiety, anxiety over money and worrying about what tragic news we are going to be exposed to next. We just need to take a break. And I need one, that's for sure. But our world is hurting, and only Jesus can bring us hope. The kind of hope that Paul spoke of in Romans 5 and that I just shared. The hope that reunites us to the Father. Hope that gives us access by faith to the grace of God. Hope that is the result of a long process of grief and finding joy in the midst of dark, dark circumstances. Ultimately, it's a hope that rests in Christ as the ultimate expression of the Lord's love for us. And as Paul says in what I just shared, that kind of hope will never put you to shame. He means that kind of hope will never be futile. It will never be pointless. In Christ, we have a hope that will lead us on into eternity. Jesus is our truly only hope. But before we hear, and I mean really hear, this good news, the Apostle Paul is clear there's some bad news. And the bad news is we are weak and powerless. Ugly words telling us we are hopeless, unable to save ourselves, unable to clean up our messes. And that's you. It's certainly me. In our own strength, the most we can do is change outward behavior sometimes, but you can't change your own heart. You're weak and powerless. Sin has a hold on us that we aren't strong enough to break ourselves. Oh, it's easy to boast, to look in at yourself and become proud of how good you are. I can feel pretty good about myself when I look at the sin of others, but you can't look at yourself for very long and keep on boasting because you know how far you've fallen short. You know you've failed to live and to love the way the Lord calls you to live and love. And that's why we need Jesus. We need him. Sometimes I've heard pastors say things like, give Jesus a try and I promise you won't regret it. I know what they're trying to say, but we have to get this right. Jesus isn't just one option among many that we can try out and see if he works. Jesus is the only way. All have sinned and fall short. But salvation and forgiveness come through Christ, Jesus, offered as a sacrifice, received by faith. That's what Paul tells us. So I have to ask today, do you know Jesus? I'm not asking if you know about Jesus, if you're familiar with the story of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Just take a time out right now. Ask yourself, do I know, truly know Jesus? Have I received him by faith? And I know there's somebody listening right now, thinking back to a time when you prayed the sinner's prayer. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad you did it. It means you were convinced you were guilty. 
You were at least convinced you needed Jesus at that moment. But let me just challenge you for a second. Is that where your confidence lies? Are you sure you know Christ because you prayed that prayer sometime in the past? This is what I love about the passage in Romans 5. It shows us so plainly where our confidence can be found. It can be found only by way of the cross. He says it's rare to find someone who's willing to die for someone else. Even if you found a decent person, chances are they aren't willing to die for their neighbor. But the love of God is demonstrated in this. That's what Paul says. The depth of the love of God is shown in the fact that while we were powerless, weak sinners, Christ died for you. He went to the cross knowing your condition, knowing that you were stuck, you were trapped, knowing that you needed someone to pull you out. And on the cross, he showed us the kind of love that can save, the love of God in Christ, taking his stand on our behalf. And that, of course, will then lead you to love others. Why do we love? Because he loved us first. On the cross, Jesus died for us, those of us who have faith. It's in Jesus' death and resurrection that we find our true hope. Not even our own prayer of faith can give us that kind of security. Only Jesus can. Do you know him? Ask yourself that and then turn to him. And if you're listening and you've never trusted in Christ, then turn to him. He promises to receive any and all who come by faith, confessing their sin. He is gracious, and he is loving, and he died to save sinners. That's our Jesus. He's your only hope. Why don't we just take a moment right now? Would you join me in prayer? Lord in heaven, I know there's someone joining me right now who may have even prayed the sinner's prayer at some point in their life. But deep down, they don't have to look in the mirror. Deep down, they know they don't really know Christ. Would your spirit speak to them even now and call them to repent of their sins and fall on their knees at the foot of the cross and ask for grace through Christ alone. And for those of us who really know we are followers of Jesus and were born again, Lord, would you give us more grace this weekend, abundant grace. Give us the security and satisfaction of understanding grace and know that in Christ, your grace is new every morning. We pray this now in the name of our Savior, our Lord and King, Jesus. Amen. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. All the love I've ever found 
Tomlin and his love ran red on this Haven Today, Love by the Book. I'm Charles Morris, and I've wanted to explore the theme of love on our program for a while now, especially as Paul was led by the Spirit to teach about it in 1 Corinthians 13. And we heard more about love from Romans 5, too, but the Bible talks about love in many other places as well. 
And if you want to continue this topical study on love or just about anything else, you can turn to your concordance in the back of your Bible, but that's usually pretty limited. But if you had the where to find it in the Bible resource, which we have for your gift to the ministry today, you'll be led to nearly 50 different passages on love. Now, that's a hefty way to start a word study. And something I really like about the Where to Find It in the Bible book is that not only it helps you find common words and phrases, it can help you look up modern or even offbeat words as well, from absolute to zoology. This helpful resource will help anyone who wants to find Bible passages easily and quickly. So I want to send you where to find it in the Bible for your gift to the ministry. Just go online. They're at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Take a look at the book. And if you don't have time to go to our website, you can, of course, call us now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. But if you do go to our website, why don't you also read about becoming a Haven partner? That's somebody who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly. And you can also ask about it if you call Becoming a Haven Partner. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me so much. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Where is God? It's a basic question we ask children as they are growing up, the obvious answer being everywhere. But in the light of Christ's coming, we can give a different answer. Christ telling us in Matthew 28, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yes, the Lord is everywhere. He's omnipresent, as theologians say, but for Christians, he is always with us in a very powerful sense. We experience his presence in a special and blessed way. And we're called to move into the world to bring that presence with us. Go therefore, he said, and make disciples of all nations. He's with us always, and he goes with us. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.